Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me, you have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. The Lord save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God. He has made his light shine on us with bows in hand, joining the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I will praise you. You are my God. I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever these are words from psalm 118 a psalm of thanksgiving the words the stone the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstones have become famous by their reference to jesus christ they have become famous because jesus referred them to himself in two separate parables, one in Mark's gospel and the other in Matthew's gospel. It is clear that Jesus saw these words as being fulfilled in himself. The words are important for our consideration because they were first spoken in the context of a psalm of thanksgiving. The words, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone come in the last 10 verses of the psalm which were recited at the weekly liturgy in the temple the words originally a metaphor from the building construction trade in which a stone was used to tie the building together for stability that stone was called the cornerstone the psalm begins and ends with the words, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy forever. The word endures is not supplied in the text, but read into it. God's hesed, loving kindness or mercy, is forever. In that litany of thanksgiving, the psalm speaks to a quality of our existential struggle, preeminently fulfilled in Christ that is worthy of our contemplation. It is about the end, the up and downs of life, about the vanquishing and vindication. It is especially so in the context where we speak with a sense of inevitability and a sense of entitlement. So nowadays, though we mouth the words thanks, 
we do not have an attitude of gratitude. We do not account for the ways in which beyond what we deserve or are entitled to, God is overwhelmingly gracious and merciful towards us. We need to learn about thanksgiving, about the attitude of gratitude from Psalm 118. By claiming this Psalm for himself, that the rejected and discarded stone has become the choice stone, Christ has located himself as a sufferer and a struggler and with those who experience exclusion and rejection and failure in their lives, who are rejected and discarded before they are vindicated. The Psalm invites us to look at our lot with hope and with grace. And to look at others often given over to failure and discarded with an openness and optimism that there is good in them and that they may yet surprise us. In this respect, the words the stone the builder reje builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone celebrates three gifts of the goodness and mercy of God made manifest in Jesus Christ of which we partake. The first is the gift of being underrated, undervalued, and underestimated. It is a gift when others underrate you and undervalue you and underestimate you. It is, if for no other reason, than th that the bar is set very low and it is therefore easy for you to surprise, surpass and overperform their expectations and estimations of you. In Jesus Christ, he did not have the trappings, the conspicuous articles that people use to place value on you. As you know, people often value you and relate to you on the basis of what they think you have and what you, have, you are seen to have accumulated. In that case, it is not you that they value. It is what they think you have that they value. Sometimes we look down on ourselves or we interiorize what others think of us and we underrate and undervalue ourselves. I say this is a gift to be underrated because it offers us a future for ourselves which will overwhelm what people think of us. Jesus was meek and lowly in spirit. He did not have even the basic that life requires, let alone the extras. And that allowed his humanity and his human dignity to shine through. His real beauty to shine through. Jesus was rejected and abused, crucified on a Roman cross, but God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. We should thank God when others underrate, undervalue, and underestimate us. It makes our future potentially better than our past. Another gift of the goodness and mercy of God embodied and personified in Jesus Christ in which we also participate 
is the gift of resilience. The stone that the builder rejected anticipates endurance and it anticipates stick-to-itiveness. It is there at the end to become the chief cornerstone. It keeps going despite being rejected and discarded. The psalm is itself about the resilience of the psalmist. He says, I will not die but live and declare the glory of the Lord. He says, I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. It says, all the nations surround me. They surround me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. This is the principle, not only of exile, but also of homeland. This is a principle, not only of crucifixion, but also of resurrection. It faces life with a capacity to endure difficulty, to build alliances, to construct an inner reserve and a faith that can overcome the world. Often we spend our time on what is immediate and what is visible and what is tangible, and we cannot handle the turns in the road and life's shadow side. But the gift we celebrate is the gift of being resilient. The truth of the Jamaican story is that despite the long night of inequality, we have bounced back and overcome. We have been pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord has helped us. We face life because Jesus, because of Jesus Christ, with an invincible hope. As the songwriter puts it, we have an anchor that grips the soul, steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fastened to the rock that shall not move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. This is a story of our people. This is a story of our faith. And if we are lucky, this will be the story of our lives overcoming grace. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The third gift we celebrate is the gift of a rear guard. It is what God does at the back end. It is the has become of our lives. We become in Christ the chief cornerstones. It is a solid theme that God does not abandon my soul to Hades or allow his Holy One to see decay. It is Naomi returning to Israel saying, call me Mara because the Lord Almighty has made my life bitter. Only to discover that God brought Ruth into her life to lift up her head and to produce through Ruth for Naomi and for Israel, a kinsman redeemer. God is our rear guard. He has our back. Listen to the psalmist. When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemy. He says, 
It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. I end by pointing to this in the psalm that I said at the outset. The psalm begins and ends by the saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his loving kindness or mercy, he said forever. The word endures is not in the text. So it is for his mercy forever. So let us know forever, underrated, forever, resilient, forever, with a rear guard, forever, pressed down and about to fall, but the Lord helps me. God has our backs forever. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Amen.